This is Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wong. And this weekly podcast is brought to you by Plantation STA Church. And this is season three, episode 28. And once again, this podcast could never, ever be the same unless I have the other half who makes it the best. And she's really not a co-host. She's just a host, too. Oh, I got promoted, Joe. I'm excited. You've been promoted. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Yes. Yes, you, you, been you, you've been promoted. Wow. How are you doing, Joe? <laughs> doing well, my friend. Good. Doing well. Very doing good. well. Well, guess who we have back? What's your name for him again, Joe? The <laughs> Fresh Prince of uh, Plantation. The pastors, the, the, well, but you have to put pasta in it somehow. Yeah, so how do you I mean, put pasta yeah, in fresh it? Yeah, fresh Pasta Fresh Prince yeah. or something like that? Yeah, you know, wasn't born or raised, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pastor Kevin McCoy, welcome, my brother. How are you? Always an awesome privilege to be with both of you, Ms. Don and Joe. Always a pleasure to you all. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been with you because, you know, I um, suffered the loss of my little sister, um, cancer, and we were doing that. But I, um, I want to shout out to all those who are praying, the entire Plantation Church family mm-hmm. and others, you know, those who join our prayer lines and, you know, heard of it and, and called and, and gave condolences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a great thank you to all, you know, who was there, who was there in the time of grieving, everyone. Both of you, both of you who are there, both of you, you know, who are there also, as Don and you, Joe, were there too. So I appreciate you both. Yes, my brother. We were definitely praying. We were definitely praying. Thank you, my brother. To our podcast listeners, once again, we always like to thank you for taking the time out to listen to us, whatever social media uh, platform you may be using, and and whatever summer related questions you may have, whether it's um, any concerns, questions. Uh, you may have via WhatsApp, please contact us, 954-388-8780. As we always do, let's start off with a prayer and we'll be underway. Father God, thank you once again for all you've done for us, Lord. Lord, we're not worthy. Lord, your grace and mercy abounds, and we thank you, Lord. There's no other way, Lord, that you have saved us, Lord, that you will give us the to right to the tree of life. So we thank you. Thank you for our pastor speaking today. Thank you for Don. And thank you for all the others that make this podcast so possible. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. So peace like no other. It's a great title. Yeah, it is. How come you came up with peace? Why would we talk about peace? We're in the middle of a kind of semi-pandemic and all the other stuff that's going on. Why we want to talk about peace now? Because there's a lot of crazy people walking around. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I see it joking, but when you think about it, um, as a you know, um, I think it was May was you know World Mental Health Month, but here at Plantation we are thinking about health this month, yes. and because we have our health fair coming up, we're you know we're focusing on health for the month of July. Mm-hmm. Right. Started important since the health fair will focus mostly on well, it will focus on our mental health, but. In a, in a broad in a general way but mm-hmm. i thought it's important that I, I preach a sermon on where mental health is concerned and um in the text jesus makes a comparison between the peace that he gives and the world gives but also there's a song that i like um the title of the song is you are my strength mm-hmm. but there's a line in it that says um peace like no other you know you you know god gives us peace like no other so that's how i brought those two together the song that was in my heart 
but also the words of God where Jesus is comparing his peace to the world's peace. So I put that together for the title, um, Peace Like No Other. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Um, I know you were speaking from the book of John 14, chapter 25 to 27, but you mentioned something okay. about, um, you know, that, that we do deal with. And you picked two, you mentioned false prophets of trouble. Uh, you mentioned about anxiety and depression. Why? Why those two? Um, when it comes to, so, so you know, um, for a tree to be planted, you plant a mm-hmm. seed. Now, these might seem as the most insignificant mental issues, depression, anxiety, but they are seminal. They are the roots of all other, other greater mental mm-hmm. issues. Right? So, and as I mentioned, you know, pulling on, to, on one preacher's use um, of anxiety and depression um, anxiety is the false prophet of our, the, the emotion, the experience of anxiety says, I'm supposed to worry about everything. Mm-hmm. And imagine if you're going around worrying about everything. There's no calm in your soul. There's no peace. There's just turmoil. There's trouble. There's, there's just no settledness. There's no, no, no calm. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, um, depression, while it might seem as if there's some sense of calm, what it really is is coldness. Because depression says to us, you know, care about nothing. Yeah. Anxiety says, worry about everything. Depression mm-hmm. says, care about nothing. Mm-hmm. And that when we care about nothing, we find ourselves in a deep, dark place um, where we can, we can become bitter, where we lose sense of, of touch with, with the world. And um, when we get in those places, it's, it's, it's very hard to get out. Um, talking about one who was really dealt with this depression in that number of experiences. Yeah. Um, I took exercise is what got me out of it in some ways, you know, exercise and my spiritual disciplines of prayer and such forth got me out of discipline of, of depression. So um, those two are seminal to all other mental distress that we experience. And um, just looking at a recent research, um, I saw where, where one in five adults, I think, is suffering from mental distress. And for the most part, it's, it's something related to anxiety, something related to depression. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring to the fore how those two emotions, those two emotional experiences um, at times control us and we're not really aware of what's happening to us, you know, mm-hmm. and why we are going about how we're going about without any sense of, of you know, everything that happens is, is trouble, it's fear, it's anxiety, it's depression. So I wanted to just highlight those two, two mental issues um, as something that we wrestle with and we really need to pay attention to, you know? Okay. Mental health, um, depression, anxiety. Um, let's look at it in the church. Mm. It's kind of big within our church. Mm-hmm. But then for adults, we look at the adults and say, well, you know, we got a lot going on and we take on more things. And so we got a lot of stress. But for kids... Why do you think there's an increase, especially within our church kids? Why would there be an increase in anxiety and depression if we're supposed to know who God is and have that peace naturally? Mm-hmm. And our kids don't have all the bills and everything else that they had to deal with, but mm-hmm. we seem to be having a bad situation with it. Why do you think that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned you, you heard me mention my sermon, the prophets of of um, mm-hmm. TikTok, uh, yes, TikTok yeah, and IG, yeah, and mm-hmm. Instagram. Yes. 
and and you you probably seen seen it on the news where 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 um I think it was Facebook or one of these companies who are using ads in certain ways to target certain kind of children, and you see how these social yes. media yes. entities are mm-hmm. not just shaping the identity of, of our young people, mm-hmm. but also influencing their self image and their self worth, which is related to experiences of of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Right. So because this is probably or or or, or downtime or when we, you know you know. You know in, in, in times past, maybe we go out and run on the road or, or do something or by the candlelight telling stories or doing some puzzles or something. But now, phones are so accessible, good for communication, bringing us together. But it also has these kind of effects where, you know, it's, 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 it's commercialism that is shaping our, our, our children right now. Yeah. And the body image. Right. And, and, and everybody's looking at Instagram to see this influence and that influencer. And they're saying this is a product you need to use it to, to, to look like this. And, you know, you don't look like that because most of these things are photoshopped and, and filters. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking on and, and can't see yourself, um, potentially a, a young black woman looking at, on, at all those social media figures mm-hmm. and, and, and influences and can't see yourself in that person, can't see yourself as beautiful because you're looking at that person. That's depression. That's anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah. this outside influence. Wow. That's so true. But what happens if, if the, if like a parent comes to you, you're the youth pastor, comes to you and like, pastor, I can't get my kids off of this media stuff. I, uh, they have the phone 24 seven. I'm struggling. I'm praying about it. I'm trying to tell them, you know, to be firm. I'm trying to tell them, no, you can't do this, but how can I do this pastor? What can I do? I'm trying to remember who was praying. And forgive me, was praying and God said, no, don't pray anymore. Get up, get up and don't pray. Don't pray anymore. Get up and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And the reality is as parents, we have to make, and it's, it's called tough love. Mm-hmm. You're still a parent. You're still paying for that phone. You're still providing um, um, the roof over the head. Um, it, it, it means that, and, and here's some things, this says some of the things that me and my wife talk about. We are there yet, but we are like, you know, how are we going to deal with this when this comes? Yeah. Our um, idea is like, there's going to be a box at, or I don't know where we're going to put it yet, maybe at our door or wherever. But at certain times, every elect- electronic device must be in that box. At a certain point, mm-hmm. if, I, if, I, if I go inside my, my room and I come back out and it's not there, we're in, tr- we're in trouble. Hmm. At certain points, that electronic device right. must, be, must be put down. Mm. And if it's not going to be put down, it's going to be taken away. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is we have to make some of those decisions because we can't allow the world to, 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 to grow our children for us. Yeah. We are responsible for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? We are, and the truth is we're responsible for that. And I know in love we're like, yeah, let them have it for a time, being in a time, being mm-hmm. in a But there comes a point when we really, really have to make some hard decisions that that's going to benefit them that they don't see right now okay so i'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience <laughs> i have that already in place i only have one oh. i have only one left but i have that in place but mm. i've had to do it before i have my oldest is what 25 so i've done it before and the reaction to that is not pleasant Phone does not come in or the device does not come in when you tell them, okay, 
And then you say, okay, well, because of that, I'm going to take away the, you can talk to a whole bunch of parents in plantation. We're going to take the phone away from you for a couple of days. And so you don't have the phone. So then they go to church and they don't have the mm-hmm. phone and everybody knows what did you do? You know, it's, it's, it's the continual cycle, but the kid now is like, they are very ingenious mm-hmm. to make sure that they can have the phone at a certain mm-hmm. time. They find ways to make sure that they can still be on a device, even though you have a device there, there's another device that turns up and you just didn't know. Nowadays, we have a lot of technology whereby we can shut down Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff during the day or during the nighttime. And the reaction to you is a very much, a lot of anger, a lot of back and forth, a lot of, it's not fair. What am I supposed mm. to do? It's a lot. It's a lot. And so I, I hear talking, them to parents, I... talking to parents, they, yeah. they're, they're, the way that they deal with it is, which battle am I going to choose today? Mm. Am I going to choose that battle, which is just a phone, maybe? They look at it as just a device. <laughs> or am I going to deal with the other thing that I have to deal with? Oh, wow. Or the other thing that they're doing that I have to deal with? or the other thing. And so they're going to say, I'm going to pick my battle. And maybe the phone is not the battle that I've had these. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've had these conversations. You're preparing me. You're preparing. I'm just preparing you. I'm just, and it might be, it might be a different at a different mm. level by the time he gets to mm. the level that yeah. my kids are at. But that's the reality of it. Do we mm. now our relationships with our kids now is a fight every day? Mm. So my question to you is: if if, if a parent comes to you now your stage of life from parenting and says this is what I'm going through how would you advise them and they're doing the tough love thing but yeah now we have to deal with the and then the depression and anxiety that you're talking about when you take away the phone now the depression and anxiety is horrendous Mm, no communication no it's horrendous that you have to deal with Mm -hmm. so we can we try now to say, wow. okay, let's do a Bible study. Let's go pray. Let's talk about this. It, it, it's not, nobody wants to hear about God at that stage. It's like, God, God took away my phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one. Here, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. And I'm not sure how, how effective it will be, but I think open and honest conversation about why we do things. Because sometimes parents do things without, without explanation. explanation. You're right. Absolutely. And you know, I'm a parent. I do this. I yes. do that. Yeah. But it, it is a kind of understanding where, where you're, you're honoring the, the the child's agency to say you are an individual. You have rights. Um, but there's a there, there, there's a you know having an open conversation about the role of parents, mm. and you know you're at a stage certain way where you might not see certain things. It's a matter of me trying to protect you. you might feel like you don't need my protection, mm-hmm. but this is the role of, of a parent. And so I think. I don't know what the content, the, uh, the, the full content of the conversation mm-hmm. be, but I think a vulnerable conversation would, like that would, would be would be be good mm-hmm. to, to to create a sense of understanding, right? Yes. As, as a parent, and sometimes as parents, we have to be we, be honest to say, listen, mm-hmm. I am concerned that this might not be the best for mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. right? And it's not just I, I want to limit your choices or take away from you. I am thinking about what's best for you, right? And sometimes it's gonna, I'm going to have to make some hard decisions. Mm. 
and I'm making it in, the, in your best interest. You might not see it now. And they're like, no, I know what I want. I'm like, yes, I know you know what you want. Mm. Right? But, but with time, you're going to see that and you're going to appreciate, you know. So I think somewhere a vulnerable, open conversation is going to be important mm-hmm. um, in that mix. To, 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 and it can't be, and, and I think you, you mentioned something which is important, which I'm just going to bring to the solution. I think having good relationships with our children in the first mm-hmm. place will help us to get through to them at the right, at the, at the points when we need yes, to. Yes, 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 yes. Or relationship can't be reactive, you know, only when there's something, mm-hmm. you know, bad or something that we concern about. And then we, you know, it has to be that um, it can, that conversation can take place in a, in a, in a, in a, in a context where the child feels as if, okay, this is my parent. Um, you know, is, is there a time when we normally sit and talk? Mm-hmm. Is there a time when we normally sit and take a walk? Mm-hmm. Can we, can we have those conversations in those, in those contexts where it's an, we need to sit down and talk. We need to, I need to talk with mm-hmm. you. I already, it, it, you know, what is this? You know, this sort of resistance building up. But if, it's, if it becomes a natural part of the, the family structure from the time where we sit and we talk, you know, how was your day? Yeah. Or maybe it provides an avenue for children to come to us mm-hmm. as parents more, more freely and more openly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I, I think it's the patterns that we create um, and the culture, the family culture that we create is going to help sometimes with those difficult um, experiences. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Wow. So, 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 when I go to either one of your houses, I have to give you my phone. That's right, Joe. <laughs> I have a little oh, spot. Yeah. I have a little <laughs> spot that we put the phones on. Okay, I'll just come before bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that, that was that was that was an excellent question, Don. I mean, only you would know how to answer it's, that. Uh, well, that yeah, it's it's been it, reality. Been there, been stages. there. Yeah, been there, still going through it. Oh my <laughs> like, goodness! And then another thing, <laughs> let me just add also, Pastor, to what you said. The relationship is so very important because mm-hmm. I know old school. Your parents were always your parents. And when they said something, you just did it. You didn't really think you didn't. And if you didn't like it too much, you made sure that your face was perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they, they don't want to even see that you're upset. In your mouth. You know? yeah. <laughs> nowadays, we tend to, uh, and I think now the parents nowadays, because we've been through that, tend to be a little bit more wanting to have the conversation, mm-hmm. wanting to be able to understand where they're coming from so that we can actually explain. And the relationship is very, very, very important. And the second thing is, is community. Mm. When all of it, sometimes it might not be that I'm going through this and maybe my, the other person's child can come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so therefore now community is, I don't want to talk to my parents about it because my parents don't understand. But when I go to this one, yeah. they seem to understand and get me. So therefore now we have, community and so community is so very important yeah it's so definitely, very important. definitely i support that 100 yeah. yeah 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 absolutely so those two things um it's it's not an easy road though it's not an easy I'm road hearing, i'm hearing about it i'm hearing about it it's not an easy road it's a beautiful road it's the beautiful time is when they get older and they come back to you and say remember the time when you said this i get it now and it's like <gasps> finally finally and then that's that's just 
that's a beautiful time. That's a beautiful time because now, because you've fostered that relationship with them, now you're able to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with them and keep fostering the relationship because now you're in the coaching. Then maybe they're not going to come and say, you know, mine don't come and ask me, mom, what do you think about this? But they'll be like, you know, what's your input? And then you can actually, you know, give input and then, you know, they make the decision at the end of the day. So yeah, very, two very important things. Yeah, I see that. Mm -hmm. I, I I think I think what you guys uh, have just demonstrated is it's just pure structure in the household. Mm -hmm. It's just pure structure. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a time, and the thing about it is, it's great. Depending on how many members are in the family, and everybody's on one page. Uh, it's, that's it's the like most important thing. Yeah, yeah it's like you yeah, know. one unit, yeah. one yeah. unit. Because if one person saying thinking another thing, they always find the weak link. They'll find you out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I've had that though when, when Matthew was much younger. But mm -hmm. uh, thank goodness for my wifey. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but um, um, you, I remember you said something about the peace of the world, uh, mm -hmm. Pastor. Yeah. That it's situational, mm -hmm. it's based on the state of affairs, of the circumstances. Elaborate on that just a little bit more, because I mean that 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 really is a powerful statement. Yeah. So, notice before the pandemic, mm -hmm. there wasn't so much sense of anxiety and fear, even around well, at least public in, in the public sphere and in, in, in the news and other places. There wasn't so much fear about even. Touch, you know, shaking a hand, yeah, hugging someone, yeah, you know, sitting down to have a meal together, yeah. Mm. But the panic comes in, and everybody's like, "I, I can't even go see my mother, yeah, I can't even go yeah. see my father," and 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 not, um, you know, downsizing these things, but they, they, they were real issues, right? Because there are people dying without loved ones beside them. Yeah. The yeah. point I'm making is. People had a sense of peace and quiet and calm when there's no pandemic. But the pandemic came and everybody became, oh, oh, you know, everyone's senses were up, right? Notice mm -hmm. now when, when the vaccines came and, and, and you know, there's a sense that the vaccine was creating protect, protection, everyone was like, okay, get rid of masks, get rid of masks, <laughs> you know? Get rid of masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what now? Oh, we have a solution now. We have vaccines, yeah, it's gonna work, we're okay. So, Take away, take away the, the, the vaccines or its effectiveness now, and people begin to like wonder, oh, oh, this thing's gonna live with us forever, we're gonna die. And so the idea is if there's no problem, there is peace. Yeah. And if there's yeah. a problem, there can't be peace. That's how we function in society. Right? That's how we, we function in society, right? Peace in our minds, um, peace and problems can't exist together. You can't have peace and have problems at the same time. That, that don't make sense to anybody. Right? In, in, mm -hmm. in the world's context of, of peace, you can't have problems and you can't, you know, no. So the idea that um, Jesus says, you know, I do not give you as the world gives, right? Yeah. And now I didn't go into this because that's, that's another story to, to pull up. But when Jesus talks about the world, he uses the world, the word, the, the, the term world in John in a number of ways. He uses it as the world in which people exist, you know, you know, the physical world. He uses mm -hmm. it as a place where the devil has control of, you know, because mm -hmm. the, prince, the devil is the prince of the world. He uses mm -hmm. it as those who need saving, you know, for God's love the world. 
that he gave his only begotten son, right? Mm. So when, when Jesus is saying, you know, the, the world's peace, he was looking at, at, a, at a multidimensional way of looking at, at the world. But the, the basic part of it was that, you know, in the world, it's your peace is based on the absence of problems. That was kind of the, the, the sum, summation of all of the, 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 the ways to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Without being in the world, you can't have peace when there is problem. That's kind of the, the summation. Okay. Jesus says, the peace I'm giving you is not what you are familiar with, mm-hmm. right? When you look around and, and see, and when Jesus talked about peace in that context, there is a political peace he was talking about. Mm. Um, they were talking about mm-hmm. the Pax Romana, right? The, the, mm-hmm. Rome, the peace of Rome, because Rome, the Jewish people had a sense of peace because Rome gave that to them. Yep. Right. Because right. they were under Roman Roman and, and control, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of it was... was um, Many people were feeling okay. We're fine. We're not being killed by the by the Romans. We're not being attacked so much. There's a sense of peace around here. And that's before Jesus died, right? Um, until the Church upright, the the, the 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 Christianity rose as a, as a religion, and then you know it became in conflict with the state and his Jewish leaders and all that. But in Jesus's time, when he was alive, there was a, the the Pax Romana, the Roman peace, and people mm-hmm. as if like life was good. And so at that time, many people could find it easy to reject Jesus, right? Because, yeah. Um, you can't be the Messiah right, right now because, you know, there's peace. The, the Messiah comes when there's war to lead us into this. And, and you know, so there's a, there's, a, there's a lot around that when Jesus is talking about the world's peace versus his peace. Mm. There's, a, there's a lot around that there, you know? Mm. So, yeah, we, 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 today we have to recognize that we can't depend on the peace of the world. Right? It's, it's a peace that Jesus, Jesus gives that we have to look towards to possess, um, which is able to, to keep us. Yeah. Something very interesting that you were talking about, Jesus and the peace that he gives us. Yeah. How can we identify what that peace is like? How do we know when we can we are experiencing the peace from mm. Jesus? How do we know that? So Jesus said, My peace, the possessive pronoun, you know, my peace I give you. Yeah. And when Jesus says it's my peace, he's asking us to look at how he lives his own life yeah he didn't have a he didn't have a smooth sailing life right no nope. um he was denied betrayed by those closest to him his family questioned his question whether he's getting crazy because he's going around talking about his messiah um his own community people wanted to stone him because he just claimed to be a prophet he was experiencing so so many things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um he was facing um he faced uh, um, unjust judgment, found, found guilty for, 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 for no reason at all, um, crucified. But in all of those moments, Jesus knew everything was going to mm-hmm. be okay. Because what? Mm-hmm. He had a certain, he had a concrete relationship with God that would not shake, not care what was happening in the world. He still, he still felt God's presence with him. He still felt as if God was real. He still feels as, as if God's going to come through. That's how we can have a sense of when we have the peace of God. Now, when all is happening around us, we can still feel that like God is close to us. We can still yeah. feel that like God is on my behalf. God is for me. Regardless of all that's happening, I can still feel that like God is with me. That's, that's what, what Jesus had. That when, when he was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. You know, he, he, still, he had the peace. And so when we can come to a place where someone hurts us to our core. And I'm not going to say I'm there yet. Uh, I'm not there yet. Right? 
But when you can mm. come to a place where someone can hurt us deeply and we love them and forgive them deeply, then we can think, you know, it's, it's, it's possible that the peace of God is within me. Mm. You know? Yeah. Peace passes all understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't know it. You, you, you can't understand how you've experienced it or feel it, but you, 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 you know when you have it. Mm. You don't know where it's coming from, when it's coming here and there, but you have a sense of it. And, um, and that's why I meant Jesus said, I am going with the spirit. The advocate is coming. Okay. So the, mm. having the spirit of God in our lives is important to us experiencing um, the peace of God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that you spoke with Pastor Mike um, not too long recently, and he talked to you about the shalom peace. Yeah. That peace that's like in the contentment of chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. On. So he was telling me that, yeah. that peace, you know, because, you know, he, he's, he is Jewish in, in some ways, which he understands the language better than I do and, and, and more. And he was telling yeah. me that, that, that this peace, the shalom peace, has so many dimensions to it where when it comes, it brings about completeness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It brings about a sense of completeness, like like it's like nothing bothers you. Not it's like it, it is complete. Wanting nothing, lacking nothing, just complete. You know, that's, mm. that's what he, he could explain it to me for me to understand it um, as a non-Hebrew speaking person. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So if someone has like you have lost a loved one, yeah, how do you find that peace in that distress? Yeah, yeah, you know, I still have some questions. Like, and I and I mentioned it briefly yesterday. I, I'm sorry when I was preaching. You know, um, I I, I asked myself. I, I had to ask God, and I was like, it, it, I myself was in a place of place of denial. You know, like, why my little sister? I mean, I mean, why does she have to be the one out of of such a small? Well, it's, it was a rare um um condition that she had, which exposed mm. her to multiple cancers. I'm like. Why she of all persons and and if I'm asking why she, I'm saying why not somebody else? Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm like I just have to surrender to what it is. I have to surrender to God and just and just be happy. You know, she said something when I visited her in the hospital. She said, "I don't want to be mourned. I want to be celebrated. Be happy that I was here," and and that's what I take with me every day when I remember her. Like she wanted me to be happy that she was here. We have the time we had her. And I think mm -hmm. if we can look at life like that and be glad for the times when we have people, because debt is a constant reality. Absolutely. Yeah. But if we can think about more about, you know, the memories, if we can, if we can cling to those and have those be a source of coping, you know, be happy mm -hmm. that the person was here, be happy for the memories that were made, the times, the lessons that were learned, the experiences that were had, the love that was shared. You know, mm. then we can 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 be able to cope at least begin to cope to cope with the passing of a loved one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Amen, amen for that. Yeah. Um, my my last question was when you talked about the Holy Spirit that it teaches you and it reminds you. Right. This is that level of peace that you're there now, or just in those moments in your life, like your sister, or some other situation in your life right so the holy spirit as i mentioned the holy spirit does two things teaches and reminds now in the first part of it well throughout the sermon i was doing the first thing teaching right right but but 
I had to do the reminding part of it where we are pulled on John chapter 16, chapter 16, verse 33, where Jesus said, I told you these things that you might have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. And sometimes we forget that we're going to have trouble. Yeah. You know? And so I wanted to just kind of play the role of the Holy Spirit in that moment to remind us that trouble is going to be there, but also remind us that Jesus has already overcome the trouble in the world that we will experience. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so, the, so one of the things is that some people have not experienced that peace. And I wanted to show them what that peace looks like. It brings balance between problems. And, and, and you know, I said you can enjoy certain things while you can endure other things. Yeah. So that's a teaching piece of it. I want some people to, to see what that peace looks like and, and to yearn after it, to come to God for it. But those of us sometimes who have experienced it, sometimes, you know, have you ever had an experience and you're like, I, can't, I just can't name it. I don't know what to, to describe it as. But then somebody describes something and you're like, oh, that's what it is. that's what it is Mm -hmm. that's kind of the remembering piece oh you you had it but you didn't even know you had it but i want to remind you jesus said of what i have told you you know so for some of us sometimes because things get so challenging we forget being human we forget that god can give us this kind of peace and that's what the Mm -hmm. holy spirit is there for us to do remind us and that's Mm -hmm. that's why it's important to have the holy spirit to have peace because it's a spirit who teaches but also reminds when we forget it's a holy spirit that does that work and some and most of the times does it through through people like like, like you, Miss Don, you, J. Wall, myself. When we meet each other and, and, and talk with others who are going through difficult times, the spirit works with us. Mm-hmm. Courage and bring peace to others' hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, doing the teaching piece, doing the reminding piece. So that's why, as people of God, we really have to open ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Um, so we can sense God's presence with us. That's that's the beginning of, of having peace, sensing that we are not alone. This mighty God is still with us and, and still for us. It's the beginning of peace in the midst of our problems. Amen. Amen, brother. Absolutely. How do we practically do that every day? Uh, so I read this. I, I don't remember the name of the book right now. But uh, there was this book I read once and it was telling me, and I follow the method that the, the person was writing about. Um, in devotion, when you, when you read and when you pray, you know, just, just sit for a while. Just, just, just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Just, just stay there. And mm-hmm. pay attention to God gives a sense. God gave us our senses for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. What are you feeling in that moment? What are you saying? What is the wind blowing? Um, mm-hmm. Is it hot? Is it cold? What are, what are the scents that you're smelling? And mm-hmm. how can we use the, the environment and what we are, we are experiencing right now what is, that, what is that telling us about the peace of God? What is that telling us about? So that's something I try to, I don't do it all the time, but it's something I, I really practice intentionally when I'm, 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 in, I'm distressed, you know, yeah. to be aware, to be mind, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of being mindful that, that I'm breathing, being mindful that this breath is God's power in me still. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. and that this breath is in me, God is still with me. You know, mm-hmm. I still have a chance, I, I, you know, so it's sometimes just being really aware and being intentional to, to just, to just let go. Hmm. Just really let go. Cause sometimes we try, we try too hard. Try right, too hard to let go. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do. <laughs> we try too hard. We do. We do. And, and just be, be, be present to God's presence with us because God is with us. Sometimes it's just, we forget and are not looking at the signs that God is showing that God is actually with us. Mm. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. So 
So you're a Tom and Jerry fan, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little Tom and Jerry, man. They didn't talk much, but um, they didn't talk much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up watching that for years, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Tom will ever get it. No, 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 no. Tom, he's not going to catch Jerry. No, 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 no. No, You'll never get it. You'll never get it. I never see a cat go through so much. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> well, that's good to hear you say that, that you, you do that. But we do have a little situation where you have the little guy on the left and the one on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go like, yeah, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, like, no, I was like, no, no. I saw one. Like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And it's like, you should do it. You should, you know. And yeah. That's how anxiety and depression works. Yes, yeah. They're on the same side, Absolutely. except they're on the same side. But then the spirit, right. comes, the spirit comes and the spirit speaks to us, peace. So we got thanks Don, you have anything else, sweetie? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. All right. Well, Pastor, as always, we thank you. Hey, don't take so long next time, okay? <laughs> yes, brother. Yes, brother. <laughs> you you got to become a regular. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good, my brother. Leave us out in the word of prayer, please. Yes. Loving God, we are so grateful that in the midst of our troubles or distress or fears or worries, while anxiety says to us, worry about everything, and depression says to us, care about nothing, your spirit says to us, I am with you. Do not mm -hmm. be afraid. Mm -hmm. I pray this moment that if there's someone who is listening or will listen to this or whoever will not get the chance to listen to this, but I pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding would be upon those of your children who need you right now. Mm -hmm. We are living in a difficult time financially, the pandemic, so many natural disasters, so many um, mass shootings. There's just so many things happening that people are living with this constant sense of fear, anxiety, and depression. Mm -hmm. But I pray that through it all, we will open ourselves to your spirit to teach mm -hmm. us your truths and remind us that indeed you are the Prince of Peace who can calm our fears and lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Hope you uh, have yourself a good evening. I don't know what you're eating, but I'm going to be eating something good. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, don't forget to put the cell phone down at the door. Oh, and yeah. now right in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the box. That's and right. That's up. right. <laughs> right we'll pick it up again until later in the morning. Whatever. Okay. All right. Um, we want to thank. Um, I wanted to say to hear more, of Pastor um, McCorris for a sermon. Please go to Plantation SDA Church YouTube channel, or simply go to PlantationSDA.tv. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel to be notified of all upcoming live streams and programs. And lastly, take it away, Don. The birthdays. Actually, we, we've actually done a couple of the birthdays already, but yeah, sure. uh, we can still we can still talk about them again. It's not a problem. Rhonda Stevens, she was July 1st. Okay. And Colin was the 4th of July. Yeah. And then we have Holly Calibro. She was July 9th. Oh, I remember Holly. Remember Holly? She's still yeah. good. Yeah, so happy birthday to everyone that's celebrating in July. All righty. Mm -hmm. well, once again, our paradigm shift is to refocusing our purpose. Love God, love others, 
and make disciples. Amen. All right, guys. Amen. Thank you. God bless. Take care. Bye.